You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. We got some calls and stuff. You know how we do this thing. I do want to start off today a little bit different, though. Um, I saw something on television that um, really inspired me. And it's, it's really, it's some really powerful words of wisdom. And I just wanted to start off today to get us off in the right mood with some really, really just inspiring words and, and, and wise words, something that we can all uh, take with us to be better people. You know how Clayton always says, be the change you want to be or something to that effect. This is it. This, this is what I think of when I hear that. It, it's, it's about making positive change. So we'll play that and then we'll get to the calls. Can I give you a piece of advice? A little cover up on your Adam's apple will make it appear smaller, which will make you look less like a transvestite. Oh man, the confusion on Gabe's face. <laughs> Let's get to some calls, huh? Can't think of a better way to start than uh, with Old Faithful, Thomas Austin. In fact, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight calls, and of those eight calls, uh, three people called in. So, buckle up. Hello, Ryan. This is Thomas Austin. Hey. I'm here in the podcast, and I just—it's not really. A, there's no question here. You just gotta be nicer to your wife. Okay. She's trying to make it to where you live a long, healthy life. 7.42 in the morning. She wants to be with you. That's why she's giving you the vegetables. Maybe it's time to just, I don't know, man up, power through, and accept the fact that vegetables are very nice. And that... See what I mean about, about this being worse than Jehovah? This doesn't even make sense. What are we talking about? Vegetables are nice? What am I, four years old? You're trying to get me to eat my vegetables because they're nice. Okay. You're weird for not liking it. No, nobody likes it. Even people that say they like it don't like it. That's why they have to cover it up in nonsense. Butter and cheese and everything else. I like meat. I like tons of meat. But I also like veggies. I like fruit. I like all food groups. Except for fish. Fish is disgusting. Fish is nice. Fish is very polite. Also, pie and bacon, overrated. Don't like them. Come at me, people. Yeah, I'm, uh, people are very concerned about this vegetable thing. And it, I mean, it's not really a man-up situation. I'm, I'm, I don't want them. It's not like I want it, but I just can't get the strength. I, I just I don't want to eat it. Now, to be clear, my wife doesn't try to get me to eat vegetables. She really doesn't. And if she makes vegetables and we sit down as a family and there's vegetables on the plate, I eat it because, you know, it's just what you do. I had to, I was forced to eat vegetables all the time as a kid, so I just, it's not that hard. You just plug your nose so you can't taste it. You chew it, and then you take a swig of water so you don't have to taste it on the way down. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm not going to choose to eat it ever. So I feel like I've pretty thoroughly covered that point. Hello, Packernet After Dark. Hey there, Thomas Austin. Thomas Austin. Calling with another fiver. Oh. Because I hear that people love them. <laughs> so, first up, 
if you had to do Space Jam, but for the NFL, who would be your Michael Jordan? Oh, well, I mean, if it's up to me, it's Aaron Rodgers. That's that's a no brainer. Um, I have a feeling if the world collectively came up with a person, it would be Tom Brady, and I would never watch that movie. But if it's up to me, it's Rodgers. And why would it be Andrew Luck? <laughs> Next up on the docket. Uh, that would be hard to watch. I got no qualms with Andrew Luck. He's a very good quarterback and decided to get out when he felt like it was his time to get out. But um, I could not stare at that guy for you know an hour and 45 minutes, two hours, whatever, long, however long a movie is. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a little uh, game that I want to do for you. See if you can do it. You probably can't, and I'm okay if you don't. Okay. Just, I just want you to try. Just, just try. Six degrees. You know the game where you get Kevin Bacon to another actor yeah. within uh, six goes. Right. With you know four people in between. Uh, Brett Favre and Tom Brady. All right. Six. So it doesn't have to be six, right? I just have to get there in six tries. So I have to come up with players that played with Brett. This should be really easy, but I don't honestly know if I could do it. Again, this is not this is not my uh, not my strength here. But I mean, the very easy connection. I'm just trying to think of a recent Patriot that we had on the team, or any Patriot ever. Who's a Patriot that played for the Packers, or a Packer that played for the Patriots? Is there a Packer on the Patriots right now? I can hold on. Oh, you know what? I think I got it. Um, Hamilton, I think, played for Tampa Bay. So, Tom Brady, let me just verify this real quick. Because the obvious cheat code here is that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers played together. Yeah, Ladarius Hamilton um, played with Tampa Bay. So, Tom Brady, Ladarius Hamilton, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Did I do that right? Tom Brady played with Ladarius Hamilton, who played with Aaron Rodgers, who played with Brett Favre. Calling that a win. After that, uh, there was a person who called in about uh, the, the the person who paid money to cut JJ off. That's me. That's been always me ever since the draft yep. live stream. So, do you owe me I money? I don't or? know how much money I've. It's been, it's spent it's sizable just, just by cutting JJ off. It's sizable, but it's money well spent. And even though he helped me uh, take over for a night, um, I will not. Stop on the live streams of cutting days. You know what's funny that just dawned on me? <laughs> Somebody, quote unquote, called in about cutting people off, right? This person is at times an extension of the arm that is JJ. Take a wild guess who JJ's friend wants to pay me to shut up on this podcast. <laughs> this is retribution, is what it is. This this is this is gonna be all out war. Thomas Austin has paid numerous times to kick JJ off the live stream. And now Justin, a.k.a. JJ's friend, wants to pay me to shut down Thomas Austin. I'm not saying this is directly at the hand of JJ, but I'm just saying it is a it is kind of a two-camp battle that's going on right now. I wonder if Thomas Austin has any allies in here. You might want to have some of your, some of your people call in, man. You're, you're going to need some backup because there's a, there's a handful of Michigan people right now. We got JJ, we got Justin. Haley might be completely out of the race. I told her to shoot her horse, and she has not called back since. Well, I told her to eat her horse and then shoot her horse, but similar similar things. I thought there was another Michigan guy, too. Not sure. But point is, you're, you're outnumbered, and um, sounds like they're going on the offensive, Thomas, just so you're aware. 
And I will say, it, it brings me great joy considering that you guys teamed up to take over the show. And what once was a beautiful alliance is now crumbling before our very eyes. Have I been watching too much Lord of the Rings? Possibly. But I see it in, this, in these terms. Sorry, continue. Cutting JJ out. It's, it's got to happen. Yeah, I get it. All right. After that, uh, so uh, we did the NFC of the worst teams, what I view as the worst teams. Um, so we're going to do that again, but the AFC and the division. So we got Jets, Broncos, Jaguars. And honestly, the, <laughs> the AFC North is weird. So I'm just going to pick between the Ravens, Steelers, or the Browns. I'm going to, I, I don't, I'll go Ravens. Jets, Broncos, Jaguars, Ravens. And lastly. All right. Um, I had a little bit of fun doing this last time, even though nobody probably wants to hear my rankings of AFC teams. You are in charge, Mr. Thomas Austin. So here's what we're going to do. Let me start with off the top of my head before I actually look into it. Jets, Broncos, Jaguars, Ravens. I would go probably Broncos, then Ravens, then Jaguars, then Jets, maybe. Jets, I have no faith in whatsoever. They're a terrible team who somehow got worse last year when the new coaching staff came in. Half their team's getting injured now. It's a complete disaster. The Broncos have a legitimate quarterback now. I really don't know much about the rest of their team anymore because they've been so irrelevant for so long. I know they had a decent team. Like three years ago, I said they're a quarterback away from being relevant. Um, but they may be three, two, three years too late. But I'm still going to just assume they have a competent team and put them ahead. Um, Ravens, just because everybody seems to like the Ravens, but um, I don't know if Lamar is any good at stuff. I still don't think they have wide receivers. Maybe they kind of have wide receivers now. I know they got a tight end. I don't know much about their offensive line anymore. And the defense kind of fell apart, I think, last year a little bit. Jaguars are kind of a wild card. I think they could potentially be good, but I'm not entirely sure. But anyways, let's get a more official look at what these teams have. So the Denver Broncos, decent offensive line. Obviously, Russell Wilson, I still think is good. Some people think he's washed. Maybe, I don't know. Best offensive line he's ever played behind. Um, super, there's, there's a massive amount of hype for his quote-unquote weapons with uh, Fant and Okwegba. I don't even know if is Fant still there. Sutton and Jerry Judy and Hamler. None of these guys have really done anything, though. Jerry Judy, everybody's super hyped about him, and maybe it's just because of the bad quarterbacks, but 68.7 overall grade, 56th overall. Sutton was 45th overall with a 71 overall grade. I mean, these are like Packers wide receiver grades. There's like two 60s and a 70 certainly better wide receiver groups out there. Now, again, maybe they thrive with Wilson. I don't know. Um, defensively, Simmons is a great safety. The linebackers are solid. Uh, Patrick Sertan at corner is kind of like Stokes, very similar, very good rookie year, but not good enough to call him an elite corner. He's got to take that step. Um, defensive line, though, not super great. Nick Chubb, um, been kind of a disappointment in his career. So, okay, that's that. Let's compare that to the Ravens. Very good offensive line, and they added Tyler Linderbaum at center, so good Lord. Uh, Lamar, again, he ranked 24th, so I don't really know. I mean, obviously he has a massively high ceiling, but I think he has a really low floor also. Um, Highest graded wide receiver is Rashad Bateman with a 64.9 overall grade. He ranked 76th. Devin Duvernay ranked 103rd, so the wide receivers are rough, but they do have the number one ranked tight end from last year. They've got Pierce back at um, nose tackle. I think Pierce was originally a 
Raven before going to Minnesota and coming back. I think that's right. Calais Campbell still a stud. Bowser and Houston graded out really well last year. Uh, Marcus Peters at corner. Marlon Humphrey at corner. Yeah, this is probably a much better team, isn't it? Okay, so the, so the defense has been rebuilt. I should have known that Baltimore can lose every single player and still have a good defense. That's just what Baltimore does. I'm skeptical of the offense, though, but I think with Lamar, a good offensive line, um, they did. They do have uh, J.K. Dobbins, who's pretty solid, and then obviously a very, very good tight end and some potential at wide receiver. I'm going to say Ravens probably are going to end up being number one. The Jaguars, very mad at the Jaguars for not improving the offensive line. I've been begging for that forever. They decided to go out and get a billion wide receivers, um, which is great, but you know the highest ranked wide receiver is a guy they paid $50 billion to, Christian Kirk, who ranked 42nd. But still, they've got three pretty good wide receivers in uh, Jones, Jones, and Kirk. Offensive line, they did add Scherf, but other than that, not great. It's, I guess, I guess you can call it mediocre. Travis Etienne seems to be having a good camp. If Trevor Lawrence can take a step, that's the biggest thing, but that's a big question mark. Uh, the defense, I don't know, man. They added Trayvon Walker. Everyone's excited because he had a billion sacks, but the entire defense had a bunch of sacks. Um, against that preseason opponent. I need to see a little bit more than that. Um, Corners are not super great outside of Shaquille Griffin, although he's extremely up and down. I think they're worse than the Broncos. So that's going to be, it's going to be Ravens, Broncos, Jaguars, Jets. I'm not even going to bother looking at the Jets because it just is what it is. All that's going to happen is I'm going to look at it and go, oh, maybe you never know if Wilson takes a step and they added to it. And I'm going to end up looking stupid because it's still the Jets and they still suck. In fact, I did it and I'm already regretting it. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson takes a step. They added Brees Hall. They got the best offensive line of the group. Whatever. I don't care. I'm keeping them dead last. They can prove me wrong. Ain't that serious of a question anyways. I know... You used to watch uh, wrestling way back when. Yeah. And there was uh, football players who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, LP. Reggie. Mongo McMichael. Reggie White even yep. got into the ring. So, you, a Colin, a member of the Packernet team, <laughs> and two current Packers, you got to build a, a, a team of five. You are one of the members. Okay, so, so I need four people. Two Packers. Um, Packernet member and a caller. You got to build a team. Go. All right. Well, Goose is probably out of this one. Um, I don't know any of the callers, but again, I'm I'm leaning toward Joe because he's just got that violence to him. Although I'll tell you what, I might go Daryl from uh, from Lubbock, Texas. Daryl's a uh, he's got the look of a man that works with his hands, you know. Andy's from Texas. His kid is a uh, football player who's playing college ball right now. I just feel like Daryl is um, not the worst bet. So I'm going to go Daryl for the caller. I think I got to pick somebody to be a wrestler that's on the team. I think Jacob would make sense. He's made reference to the fact that he goes to the gym, he works out, so he's probably uh, probably got that wrestler physique. Maybe not, not quite the ro- roided out physique, but you know at least somewhat mildly in shape. He's got the tattoos. He's got the beard. You could see that going on. Um, Clayton is an option. Kind of go the whole honky-tonk route. But I'll stick with Jacob for this one, I think. And then I need two players to be wrestlers. It's hard to not keep picking the same guys, but um, 
I'll probably go Caleb Jones and Akeel Byers just because they're monsters. I mean, Caleb Jones is automatic. You know, anytime you can find a guy that's like six foot nine, um, obviously we're talking about wrestling material. Six nine, three seventy, yes, please. And then uh Jonathan Ford, six foot five, three hundred and forty pounds. Probably go that route for sure. We got a bunch more Tom, but let's mix it up a little bit and see what um see what uh, Joe has to say. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up? It's Joe. The janitor. Well, I used to be. I just feel like you're going to try to fight me or something. Like, you sound like you're really mad at me for some reason. Janitor. But. Heard you were talking trash. So from Connecticut. Yeah, I lost my job yesterday. Um, talking about a little bit of reasons why. Well, um, honestly, I believe it's an unjustified firing and um, I might look more into it, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could help me out and uh, tell me if you think it's unjustified. All right. Anyway, um, so like I said, started this job about three months ago. Um, now, to be clear, so we're all caught up, three strikes. And he said the last one he got, his final strike, he was picking on Justin Fields. Let's see if we get a little bit more information about that. You know, you got a three-month probationary period to start with. And uh, so it was going pretty good. Until um, the guys found out that I was a Bears fan. And um, like I said, the head janitor uh, there, the guy in charge, just so happens to be a Bears fan. And um, and yeah, he found out I was a Packers fan. I meant, I'm definitely not a Bears fan. We get it. I was a Bears fan. Yep. I'm definitely not a Bears fan. I hate the Bears. I'm a Packers fan. And this guy's a Bears fan. That's right. We got um, it. So yeah, that's when it, everything started to go go downhill. Yeah. So um I don't know, probably two weeks in, um, I was sent to, um, so, I don't know, one of the kids left a, uh, actually, I'm going to have to watch my language. This is going to be a tough one for me because <laughs> you're sent to the show. Even though it's called Packernet After Dark, like, After Dark should be a good indication of, um, you know, it might get a little weird, but anyway, I'll try to censor it. So, one of the kids left a fecal... <laughs> A fecal deposit Got it. on the superintendent's stairs. And um, uh, I don't know if they left it there, if they made it there. But What is this school? I mean, you probably shouldn't say, but I, I don't recall anything like that at uh, my school. A deposit was... Any of the schools I've been to ever. Left on the superintendent's stairs, and I was the guy uh, sent up to clean it. Yep. So, um... This, the the head janitor there, I'm going to use his name, Kevin. Um, he uh, just so happened to tell me to use the shop vac, which I thought was a little weird. You know, typically I'd use latex gloves, pick it up, mop it up. But he said use the shop vac. So I went to use the shop vac. Long story short, um, the shop vac wasn't hooked up properly and someone had put baby powder inside of the filter and not only was i covered in baby powder but i was um the poop didn't get cleaned up um so yeah i i don't believe i'm at fault for that one i believe they're playing a trick on me but the superintendent thought otherwise so that's strike one um i gotta go i'll let you know strike two later but i'm getting yelled at by the wife uh your biggest fan this is Dan, shalom. So, 
I don't understand the strike. I mean, you, you said it didn't get cleaned up because you just like walked off because you were upset or whatever. That's why it didn't get cleaned up. Or you got a strike because there's baby powder all over the place. Well, look forward to hearing about strike two. It's mostly Tom from here on out, so we're going to bounce back to Tom. Uh, I have not received payment to shut him down, so <laughs> we're going to Tom number five for the day. Hello, Tom talking again. It's actually three, but you know. Question. Well, yeah, I do have a couple questions, and then I got a couple. Uh, anyway, uh, so we all know the No Fun League loves their rules, and they love making rules, and then they love taking those rules that they just made and just throwing them away. Yeah. And they love just uh, messing with the rules and just kind of, you know, not making any sense to them. So uh, my question for you involves what is your least favorite rule and that you wish you could abolish? And then another, you can make a rule, any rule, like, you know, not hitting – uh, quarterbacks who take inspiration from Nicolas Cage, like you know, whatever whatever rule you can dream up, what would it be? Uh, next up, so I've already addressed the least favorite one is the ball that goes out of bounds in the end zone goes to the other team. I think that that's stupid and should be abolished. Making up a rule, it's hard because I don't want more rules, but uh, since we're being stupid with it, or at least allowing making room for that. How about unless you have a medical condition, you have to stand at Packers games? We'll just say football games in general. But, you know, I mean, if you're in a wheelchair or whatever, we'll make some accommodations for you. But you must stand. You can sit down briefly to kind of take care of the kids or whatever. need to take a break. But um, better not catch you sitting for too long. And if you dare to yell at anybody for standing because you can't see, you are immediately ejected. Maybe we'll just drop the first part and put in the second part. If you complain about anybody standing, you're banned for life. You're not allowed back in the stadium. There's the rule. Um, <clears throat> throwing in my official campaign against home star, home oh, style, whatever. This is getting and serious. Strong bad. Uh, a vote for me is a vote for money. We're not here for change. We're here for dollar dollar bills, <laughs> y'all. Vote for me, and I'll make us all prosperous. Most. That's the way to do it, man. If you're going to campaign, just be like, I'll give you money, and then people vote for you, and then you win, and it's great. But I'll make us all prosperous. Okay. Um, and also, too, uh, there was a guy walking around uh, my neighborhood and uh, making spaghetti tonight, and this guy, he has, like, his bag of mushrooms. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. I can put that in my spaghetti. And so... Gave the guy like twenty dollars. That was his number. I can explain it, but uh, I got a good feeling about having these mushrooms in my spaghetti. My wife she's a big advocate for it, so I think she'll be happy that I got this for us. So uh, we'll tell you how that turns out later. All right, bye. I am so excited for his next call. That was at ten oh four. About uh, forty minutes later. Hopefully that was post mushroom spaghetti because I'm very curious what kind of mushrooms he just put in his dinner. Um, I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna get get an answer on that. But uh, let's continue jumping around. Let's go to Garrett. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break here and then we'll get Garrett on the other side of the break. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. As I said tomorrow, I guess. Thank you very much to Jack nine eighteen for jumping in on Patreon. Very very greatly appreciated. 
We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan, this is Garrett. Uh, I just want to pass a message on to Joe right. since he's uh, on the unemployment line. Hey, the, the Postal Service is hiring, and uh, we really like people who can go postal. So uh, give us a ring. I'm sure we'll find a place for you, and we don't have three strikes you're out. Uh, secondly, federal government. to answer his question about the mascot, I did remember that they did have a sausage link guy at one point uh, on the sidelines, and they had to fire him because he kept yelling out, nobody beats our meat. So, yeah, that put an end to that. Have a good one, Ryan. Well, I mean, you got to set a standard somewhere, I guess. So so there you go. Uh, let's get to Joe's second call of the day. Find out what strike two was about. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's Joe. <laughs> See they used mean? to be janitor. So aggressive. From Connecticut. What's up? Um, so, yeah, I called earlier today when I had some time um explained a little bit about strike one yeah the reason i was fired from my janitorial services at the local middle school so um yeah i guess strike one they considered job abandonment because i refused to clean up the second mess that was made i got um, you yeah i left for the day and i was running up for job abandonment so there's strike one you know good stuff <laughs> Kind of glossed over the part where you just left too, although maybe it was maybe you meant at the end of your shift, but still, probably can't just walk off like that. As far as uh, strike two goes, well, how much time you got? You have. Uh, where should I start? About uh, two minutes left. Well, uh, this, is, this was a long day. Here's the thing: usually, when somebody has to overexplain it, they probably did something wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm. I'm not trying to judge you, Joe, but, you know, when you really need to build out your case, you know, I'm just saying. It's all happening one day. I'll try to summarize as brief as possible. So um, part of my janitorial duties are uh, also hanging up the flag in the morning, you know, pride in our country and all that other stuff. So um, a couple weeks after I started, you know, these guys already uh, know I'm a Packers fan. I um I went and I raised the flag and um it was a bear's flag. So they got me on that one. Um you know, that same day wait. So you went to go raise the flag and then 
How long before you noticed it wasn't the American flag? I mean, it's it should have been pretty obvious as soon as you were bringing it out there, right? I mean, I'm assuming you have to bring it outside. They don't just leave it outside. So you grabbed it, carried it outside, hanging it up. You start hoisting it, and you're like, wait a minute. That's not red, white, and blue stripes and stars and stuff. That's completely different colors. I'm just, I don't know, just wondering how that happened. But, um, all right, so 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 they got you good. What happened? This is it, uh... I went in the locker room, opened my locker, pictured Jim McMahon. Not very happy about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that the only decent player the Bears ever had? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that that right there. First of all, I mean, this, is just, this isn't something to get mad about. This is just lighthearted ribbing. And, and again, the good thing is, the good thing is, they're playing a game that they can't win, right? They, they lobbed you a softball with Jim McMahon, right? That that was an easy one, and you just said exactly how that goes. So, that's that's perfect. Anyway, so I was already having a bad day. <clears throat> um, you know, I've talked about the Gator, the four by four vehicle with a bed in it, and you drive around the garbage. You know. Yeah. So, um, well, and I've also talked about this pothole. Well. Oh yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I was driving the Gator. And uh, the wheel fell off, and the gator smashed into the principal's vehicle. Um, (laughs) I told him not to park there. I mean, you know, I did tell him not to park in that corner because of the bad pothole. I warned him multiple times. But, um, yeah, well, the wheel fell off the gator, and the funny thing is, I had just done maintenance on the gator the day before, and and I'm pretty sure I checked those lug nuts. Um. I don't think uh, Kevin, the other janitor, the Bears fan, I don't think that he would go that far. I believe if one of the kids, one of these these bad delinquent summer school kids did this to me, and, um, well, it was an accident, but I did get written up for uh, property damage. And, uh, yeah, that was my strike number two. So, uh, yeah, I think I've done just as well um, for some I'm gonna level with you, Joe. I'm, I'm, I got some weird vibes about these stories, man. I'm just, just being honest. Property damage to the principal's car, sabotage, and that's what it was too. It was the, the lug nuts came off. Sounds like you're on the set of a movie, or, or more like a cartoon. So maybe one of the Bears fans who has it out for you, or one of the kids, broke in because they care so much about the janitors and how much they hate them and they want it pull a prank and they're like oh i have an idea let's go in the back we'll break into where the janitors keep all their stuff we'll loosen up the lug nuts and then we'll dig out this little pothole because they keep doing that and then what'll happen is this is a a brilliant plan when he hits the pothole the wheel will come off the gator rather than just stopping there because the wheel came off which is what i would expect but the kids are smarter than i am they see that the vehicle just is careening with no tire straight ahead into the principal's car and then, and then they assume that what'll happen is the principal will come out and be like, hey, they, he, this guy sabotaged my car. And, you know, obviously he'll, he'll be like, well, no, the wheel fell off and there's really nothing I could do about that. This is faulty garbage equipment you're giving me. The principal won't go for it and be like, no, I think you did it on purpose. And that plan worked to perfection, which is really impressive because, again, there's like a 1% chance of success on the kid's part. But, man, they, they just thread the needle on that one. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we're just going to get right to Joe's next call and see if he can kind of bring this whole thing home. 
Hey, it's Joe the janitor. I got cut off. Um, so anyway, I was just saying the other janitors are ruthless. These kids are ruthless. Um, yeah, that's strike two. Uh, I, I took up too much time in the podcast today. Uh, if I get another chance, strike three is coming. Um, you will, will unveil the truth and, uh, that's it, man. It's your biggest fan. This is Stan. Shalom. Peace be also with you. Um, yeah, it's quite a series of events there. I mean, I understand getting written up because, you know, you, you were told to do something and were like, no, I'm going home. Although, you know, the nature of what you were asked to do seems odd to me. Although, you know, who knows? Kids do weird stuff. Back in Madison, their pastime is stealing cars. So I guess using a floor as a bathroom is, you know, it's kind of in line with that, I guess. Very different, but similar level of what is wrong with you. But anyways, thanks for the clarity on uh, on the issue. Sorry again about your job, and uh, good luck with your application to the post office. Let's uh, let's get to Justin. See what he's got to say. We've got a couple Tom calls here, so we'll see if uh, we'll see if he decides to pay to have Tom removed or whatever we're gonna do. Hey Ryan, Justin from Michigan. Hey, friend of Scuba Steve oh, and JJ. Scuba Steve. That's the I knew there was another Michigan guy. Well, and you too. Thank you. Just not as good of a friend as Scuba Steve and JJ. Anyway, uh, hey, I was thinking about Joe and his conundrum with the uh, janitorial thing. Yep. And um, when I was uh, like 18, 19-ish, I worked in the school as well, but I like worked in the lunchroom area, playground aid kind of thing. And it might be a good fit for Joe because he's still kind of in the same school related stuff but you kind of get paid to yell at kids like to keep them in line yeah so that might be right up joe's alley i don't know maybe that is a good point lunch people are always mean middle school or elementary school it was always like the lunch moms just ruthless dude scared to death of those ladies and the middle school wasn't that much different we had like I don't know, there were just these people that were set up to just monitor us as we ate. It was like being in prison where you just had your guards just wandering around the lunchroom, um, just, like you said, just yelling at people for doing the wrong thing. So, yeah, not a bad idea. I mean, he'd have to be careful on the explicit, explicit, but, uh, right. you know, he could yell at kids and kind of get away with it. So, I don't know, just thought maybe Joe might want to consider that. Thanks, bye. It's a good point, Joe. Something to think about. Put yourself in a position of authority over kids as opposed to someone who, you know, cleans up their poop and stuff. Uh, Justin, what else is up, man? Hey, Ryan. It's Justin again. Uh, For what it's worth, um, I know it's probably not worth much, but I did enjoy that strong bad call. So um, it'd be great if you could release, you know, a little bit more of those, like seasoning. Not too much, just a little at a time. You're tipping your hand, Justin. All right, you're tipping your hand. Leave it alone. Hey, Ryan, Justin again. I pretty wish I could think of all this stuff in one call instead of spreading it out, but um, that's not how it works. So I had another thought. Um, when you guys are discussing the Bears-Packers rivalry, um, and the truth, I didn't know, because I'm from Michigan, grew up in a Lions household. So for forever, the Packers have always been like Lions is like biggest, rivalry and then i found out later from like real packers fans that you guys like don't even care about the lions like it's just a one-way thing the lions fans are the ones who are big packer rivalries so i'm not saying there's not a rivalry there it's just very one-sided 
So I thought that was an interesting take on the uh, Packers-Vikings rivalry kind of thing. So thanks. Bye. Very similar thing happened. I've never cared about baseball, but a very similar thing happened when I found out about um, the whole Brewers-Cubs thing. When I grew up in Illinois, or I guess I didn't find out, I've just always kind of known about it, but I grew up in Illinois, and all the biggest rivalries that I was aware of, at least as far as argument, every baseball argument I've ever heard was between Cubs and Sox fans. Cubs and Sox, Cubs and Sox, Cubs and Sox. I didn't hear a single thing about the Brewers, the Cardinals, nothing. Every single argument was between Cubs and Sox fans. Then I moved to Wisconsin, and all the Brewers fans are like, ugh, the Cubs, we're such big rivals. Like, ugh. And I was like, I literally have never in my life heard a Cubs fan even mention the Brewers once ever. Now, maybe that's changed now because the, the Brewers are slightly better, but when I was growing up in the 90s, the Brewers were trash all through like the 2000s. I don't know when they started becoming good, 2010s-ish, but um, completely irrelevant. And I don't think a single Cubs fan ever ever cared about the Brewers whatsoever. So it, it was one of those things where when I moved to Wisconsin and met a bunch of actual Brewers fans, it was kind of hilarious to me listening to being like, oh, man, i got this big rivalry at, oh, the Cubs. And it's like, do you know they could not care any less about you? I don't know if you know that or not. Um, I barely knew the Brewers existed when I grew up in Illinois. Not that the Cubs were great, I don't think, by any stretch, but I'm, I'm just saying they they did not care at all. But uh, anyways, Tom, it looks like you survived, man. That was uh, three calls from Justin. Nothing about cutting you off. So let's get to uh, Tom's one, two, three, fourth call of the day. Hello, Ryan. This is, this is, by the way, 40 minutes after he decided to eat (laughs) mushrooms that he paid $20 for for a guy that was walking down the street with a bag of mushrooms. How did he know there were mushrooms in the bag? Tom, how did you know there were mushrooms in that bag? There's a guy walking down your... You guys are telling me stuff that makes no sense. I think I'm going crazy. Or you're just messing with me or something, just saying random stuff. Every story you guys are telling me makes no sense. So Tom is sitting in his house, making spaghetti. Somebody's walking down the street with a bag slung over his shoulder like a hobo. And he runs outside and says, You there, sir, is that mushrooms in your bag? And he says, Why, yes, it is. And then you say, well, how much for the mushrooms? And he says, $20 for the mushrooms, sir. And you give him $20. You have no idea what kind of mushrooms they are or if they're any good at anything. I don't know. But I'll say, yes, I'll take, here's $20. I have it in my pocket right now. And you give him $20 and he hands you a, a handful of mushrooms and you run in the house and you wash them maybe and then throw them in your spaghetti, which sounds gross, but we don't need to get into vegetable conversation. Anyways, 40 minutes later, after consuming these mushrooms, this is the call that we're getting from Sir Thomas Austin. Right here. This is Thomas coming with a question about last year's passer rating between the tight ends, the halfbacks, and the wide receivers. If you could go into detail about what Rodgers best threw to last year, I would be loving to hear it. Is this the rabbit from, uh, what is that, uh, Alice in Wonderland? I'm late, I'm late, very important date, no time to say hello, goodbye, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Anyways, what was the question? Passer rating, throwing to tight ends? Google is no help to me right now. Here, here's what it says that you said. Hello, everybody, coming with a question about last year's passer, 
rating between the Titans. They have sex and the wide receivers. If you could go into detail about Rodgers the best through the last year, I would love to hear it. And then I want to you to guess whatever I'm about to say next. That must be the next <laughs> part of the question. You want me to guess? Anyways, um, something about the passer and the Titans. All right, so I listened to it again. Passer rating between halfbacks, tight ends, wide receivers. All right, that's simple. So here are the passer ratings in order. Randall Cobb, 141.6. Alan Lazard, 134.7. Aaron Jones, 123. A.J. Dillon, 119.9. Robert Tunyon, 118.1. Devontae Adams, 116.6. Yes, Adams is sixth on this list. Josiah DeGuara, 103.7. Mercedes Lewis, 97.4. Tyler Davis, 95.8. MVS, 94.8. Patrick Taylor, 97.9. Malik Taylor, 77.1. Juwan Winfrey, 72. Kylan Hill, 56. Dominique Daphne, 53.5. Equinemius St. Brown, 48.4, David Moore, 39.6, and Amari Rogers, 27.6. And then I want you to guess whatever I'm about to say next. <laughs> because you're wrong. All right. right Ryan, All right. I want to know who the toughest player on the team is in your eyes. And then... Um... I don't know. I mean, do we have like a Mike Daniels on the team? These Remember when Mike Daniels was here and that was like a fun thing? People would even ask him like, who's the toughest guy on the team? He's like, it's me. He's like, if you had to pick somebody beside you, who's like the meanest guy on the team? And he's just like, it's me. He's like, it's always me. I'm always the guy. And that was he was just like known as, I have no idea. For all I know, the guy would just get rocked if he ever fought half that locker room. But that was like the thing he was known for was just being like mean and strong and a fighter or something. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand the full context of it, but do we have a guy like that right now? Um, it's gotta be Rashawn. I would think not that he, I mean, he doesn't talk like that, that I'm aware of, but I would lean Rashawn Gary. I mean, Jair definitely talks, but I mean, come on. I mean, he, he could probably whoop on an average dude, but in that locker room, he would get stomped on, you know, Dylan is, is muscular, but he also seems nice, you know? So I'll go with Rashawn. I don't know. It'd be a good question to throw around in the locker room. If you could, I I really need you to talk about why most people should be worried about Rodgers and his lack of confidence with with the receivers, man. It's bugging me. It's getting to me. It's messing with me. And then no. Um, honest answer to a silly question. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I just heard the second part of what he had said about his, uh, how upset he is about the guys and not doing the right things. He went on to say that if you're not, if you're going to not catch the ball, then you're not going to play. And again, he's directly talking to Romeo Dobbs. He said, if if you're going to keep going out there and keep dropping the ball, somebody behind you who is making plays and is catching the ball is going to play ahead of you. He's talking about Jawan Winfrey. That's, I'm, I'm telling you that he is talking to Romeo Dobbs about Jawan Winfrey. He is going to lose his job to Jawan Winfrey if he doesn't stop dropping the ball, um, according to Aaron Rodgers. And I have a feeling he has some pull in that, even if Matt LaFleur is like, no, 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 it uh, doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers holds the keys on that one because all he has to do is say, I'm not throwing to that guy. So, again, everybody wants to downplay it like it's not a big deal, but according to the quarterback, 
if you're going to keep dropping the ball, and, and again, nobody else has drop issues right now. So there's, <laughs> there's nobody else he's talking to. We can pretend that it's like, well, he's just saying generally. Generally nothing. Danny Davis, Juwan Winfrey, Amari Rogers, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, no drop issues. So he was talking directly to Romeo Dobbs and saying, you will not be on the field if you keep dropping the ball. So there's the answer. If you could uh, tell me who you believe is uh, the best uh, personality on the Packers, whenever they come out there and talk about whoever comes out on you know, for the talking to the peoples and the press conferences and the after interviews and stuff. Who's who's the best personality on the Green Bay Packers in your eyes? And then best personality. Um They've been doing a lot of these interview things. I'm digging on Devontae Wyatt for sure. Seems like a, a funny guy, lighthearted guy, and I like a lot of the answers to his questions. Um, I was a big fan of Cole Schneider, I think was his name, but he got let go, so I can't put him on the list. Plus, I think one of the questions, because Packers social media has been doing this thing, if you haven't seen it, where they throw out a bunch of questions and ask the team and everything else, and and I think they had asked, like, who's the funniest, and they all said Devontae Wyatt. So um, I'm going to go with Wyatt, even though I haven't really seen that personality shine through. I think we're all, he's going to be one of those guys that the Packer fans don't realize how much they're going to love that guy, but they're really going to love that guy. And if he goes on to be a really good football player and having a really good personality, I mean, real funny and all that stuff, he's going to be a massive fan favorite, but he's got to get over that hump of uh, being a good football player too. And finally, enough with that goofy stuff. Yeah, the goofy There's stuff. There's a, a lot of people calling in, oh, Ryan, Who's your favorite caller? Oh, Ryan, say that I'm your favorite caller. Well, guess what? I'm not here to know who your favorite caller is. I want to know who the best caller is. Who brings in the hard-nosed question? Who brings the variety? Who makes Packernet podcast after dark episodes must listen podcasting? From yours truly, Thomas. Austin. Austin. Well, I can appreciate you not trying to uh, get me to, you know, fluff you up at all in terms of, you know, complimenting you. Although I will say it sounds like you're trying to get me to say you. So I, 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 I'll, I'll hand it, I'll, I'll hand it right back to you, Tom. Nobody has brought more content to this show than Thomas Austin. That is Probably not a super close competition. And thank you for your regular shroom use. Hey, Ryan, it's Roger calling from uh, North Carolina. What's up? How you doing? Good. Um, just been thinking about this uh, powerful defense that we have, and uh, I was wondering if you could uh, look back and see if there's a breakdown on teams that have had really strong defenses and how that can actually help a team that maybe has a little bit weaker offense, like they're predicting we may have, um, things like shortening the field, uh, turnovers, scoring off turnovers, things like that. I didn't know a PFF had some type of ratings that way. But check into it for me. Enjoy the show, buddy. Keep it up. Talk to you later. Um, trying to think the best way to go about answering that. I mean, it, it's it's partially because it's, very intuitive that a good defense would help overall, right? 
As far as helping the offense, it's I, th- I would feel like that would be hard to know. You know, for for example, if you set out to answer the question, how many points did the offense score thanks to the defense? There's probably something out there in terms of field position, maybe. Um, I'll let me do a cursory look, but I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to find much. Yeah, I can't find anything in terms of actual studies that have been done. Um, but again, I, I think it's largely intuitive, especially with the turnovers. You give the offense an additional um, possession and probably a f- relatively short field. Not always. I mean, sometimes you intercept a pass at the three-yard line. But yeah, I, I, I wish I could be a little bit more help on that, but I don't exactly know how to find that answer. Let's, uh, let's do another Tom call, and then we've got one more caller unless somebody calls in in the next couple minutes. But um, that's up oh, it. Call right there. But either way, we'll get Tom going, and then we got two more calls right now. Hello, Packinet. After dark, Hi. this is Tossin calling in. Got a couple of suggestions for some. Did you call yourself Tossin? Old TV shows that you could possibly watch. Yep. Something mm-hmm. along the lines of like The West Wing, no. X Files, Letterkenny. You used to watch uh, X Files as a kid. I don't think I'd want to watch it now. Letterkenny's, it's got some pretty funny one-liners, but I don't think I'd want to just sit down and watch it. All very old shows. Letterkenny's old? I thought that was like a new thing. For old people. Uh, So, with that out of the way, I just called because I saw something on Twitter about some food that you wanted to talk about, so I'm going to ask this question, okay? Okay. Let's talk about how buffets are amazing yeah dude let's talk about that for those who don't want to spell or say things correctly the uncultured yeah uh question number wait you just you're just leaving it open-ended like that buffets you're just gonna hand me buffet and just tell me to run with it dang i mean what oh man what is there to say buffets are amazing um it does even a bad buffet is awesome cc's pizza Delicious. Chinese buffets? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. What's, uh, what's the pizza place around here that's opening like crazy? I haven't even been to a buffet in a long time, but, um, oh, Pizza Ranch. I don't know if you got one of those near you, but dang. Pizza Ranch is next level because it actually is like pretty high quality stuff. I don't know how or why, but the pizza is actually pretty delicious. Um, they've got like specialty pizzas, like they'll bring out like a mac and cheese pizza which is awesome, but they also, you can just ask them for stuff and they'll make you a special, like, just be like, hey, can you, at a buffet, you can, like, order a pizza, like, hey, can you get me, like, a pepperoni and onion and mushroom pizza? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. And then they'll bring out a pepperoni and onion and mushroom pizza. Then they've got, like, the dessert pizzas, and I remember the first time I went to get a dessert pizza, I'm thinking, I've had um, buffet dessert pizza. It's usually kind of dry and whatever, but it's, it's still worthwhile or whatever. Dude, it was good. It was not dry. It was... It was awesome. And then on top of that, some people's favorite thing at this pizza buffet is they've got like a a chicken area where they've got like chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, that whole thing. The chicken is amazing. So super good. But um, I, I think the go-to with buffets, since you're leaving it wide open, we'll just kind of talk about it for a second more. And sometimes they give you the two small plates, but it's, it's fine. You just got to mound the food. The best part is when you do that first loop around, and you just take like one little piece of everything, and then you start to narrow it down. Like your second plate, you might get 
you know, you'll eliminate a couple things. Like the one thing you thought was going to be chicken and it turned out to be fish. And you're like, oh, that's gross. Like, I don't want fish sticks at a buffet. Sorry. So you eliminate a few and then you start to kind of go back for those certain special items. And then by about the third or fourth plate, you've got like two or three things. And I'm just going to load up my plate with these because these are the absolute best. And then you eat until you hurt yourself, like really hurt yourself. And then you go get dessert. That's how you do it, man. You do your scouting. Try to fit it all on one plate if you can. You just, you're going to have to stack it. And then you, you, you take a survey, a mental, mental survey of what's really good. You go back, go get the, the good ones. Then on your third or fourth plate, you hone in on the best ones, like the really good stuff. Eat it till it hurts, and then go get dessert. Two, uh, why is it that the Packers are probably the most historic and the most entertaining uh, team to ever grace the sport of football? Um, same question with yours truly. Why am I so entertaining for the masses? Tom is going to have. <laughs> there's going to be 16 people that are going to be sending me money to get this guy off the air. <laughs> that people call in and ask for me to do more questions right. all the time. Yep. Eat up all this Packernet airwaves. You're loved. Which, thank you, people. You're I love loved. it. You know what? I got a question for the people. Okay. I want everyone to call in with what their favorite question has been asked for this show. It is partially the Thomas Austin show as <laughs> yeah. well. Do not forget that. Yeah. People. Yep. And then afterwards. I'm just going to let that, that other question just kind of roll by me. To finish all this question nonsense yep. going off. Yep. If you put. Switch places with any person for a week. Yeah. Who would it be? And why? Love to hear your response. Love this podcast. Thank you. Love myself. Yep. Bye. <laughs> glad. I'm glad to hear about the self-love. By the way, Tom, you did also get a shout-out. I forgot to mention it. Ryan, who, um, who um, mentioned Scuba Steve as being a gem in the Packernet After Dark community, also added in, Tom crying is also hilarious. So not all the Toms, but at least crying Tom got a, got a special shout out. So I can change places with any person for a week. I mean, Elon Musk comes to mind. Um, his companies are going to suffer for that week because I will do no work. Uh, there's got to be a better answer though. Although I do want all the money. It's just a week is not enough time to do everything. You know, although it would be enough time to transfer a boatload of money in my name. That would probably be a thing that I would do. I think that's what I would do. I would, I would be Elon Musk, and um, I would probably have to pull out my phone and go through the contacts because I don't really know who's who, but hopefully find something in there about chauffeur or pilot or something and be like, hey, how do I... Like, there's got to be an assistant. I guess I could just ask somebody. Just call and be like, hey, this is a weird question, but like, who, who's my assistant again, and what's, what's his or her number? And then get in touch with, with, let's just say, her, and be like, look, here's the deal. I need to talk to my accountant or, you know, the, he the head of accounting for my personal self because I need to move some monies around. Um, maybe, like, start a foundation for a family out in Wisconsin. Also, while I'm working all this, I want to be in the air immediately because I have a lot of places to visit this week. Cancel all my appointments. Push it back until next week when... Correct, actual, real Elon Musk is back. Please don't ask stupid questions. Yes, I'm fine. 
just get my driver here immediately to take me to the airport. And um, again, get the get the accountant on the phone, please. That's what I would do. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? This is uh, calling number five once again. Hey. Uh, I had a quick, uh, you know, if we're going to start letting people pay you off to uh, keep us off the podcast, yeah. I, I just want it to be known that I am a paying Patreon member. I uh, have been on the $5 tier for over a year now, or just about a year. So I don't want to hear no nonsense, no BS. I know this is a children's show, so I'm not going to curse, no matter how much I might want to. Uh, but uh, just wanted to put that out there. And then also, have you ever been to a uh, Brazilian steakhouse? It's tremendous. Dude, best thing ever. Best thing ever. I've been to, I think, three different Brazilian steakhouses. Um, I can tell you what they are because I want to look it up anyways. But I'll let you continue while I look it up. It is uh, unbelievable. They just continually bring you out meat, and it's delicious. And also... The closest thing to a vegetable in that place was the bacon they wrapped around the chicken. You understand me? <laughs> anyway, take it easy. You have a good one, pal. So um, that is a good point. It's going to be hard to to ban people that have been paying on Patreon for a long time. So that that may I don't know I don't know, man. We'll we'll figure it out when we cross that bridge. Here, here's a general a general theme or note. Also, if you give money to me. Just make it because you want to give money to me. Because if it's about buying something in return, you may not be happy with uh, the result that you get. But uh, Samba Brazilian Grill in Madison I've been to. Place is amazing. Probably ranks third out of the three that I've been to, though. Really, really good. Because you can't really do it wrong. But I I would say that was the third one I went to, and it was the third best. Um, I would say maybe the second best is Rodizio Grill that I went to in Sarasota, Florida. I went there with Blaine. Place is amazing, and the pineapple was to absolutely die for, probably because we're in Florida. Um, But still not quite number one, but absolutely amazing. The only thing that was kind of weird about it is the other two Brazilian steakhouses I went to were unbelievably fancy. The first one I went to, which is the one I will be describing in a moment, it wasn't super full, and the only people in there all had like suits and ties on. So I felt, even though I dressed kind of nice, I felt massively underdressed. And I thought it was weird. The other one in Madison also, I mean, I don't think it matters, but it's super fancy in there. The Rodizio Grill almost felt like a buffet, like like we were at Old Country Buffet. <laughs> like people did not care. They're coming in, in like sandals and everything else. It just didn't have that that vibe that's like, hey, you're going to spend a bunch of money and do like rich people stuff, but it's going to be the best, best experience of your life. It didn't have that feeling. Um, it was just, it was very laid back and, um, you know, it's fine. Just didn't quite have that that hoity-toity sense to it. That's kind of nice, to be honest. It's nothing worse than spending a massive amount of money and feel like you're poor. <laughs> and I think the best one I've been to, I, I'm not positive, but I think it was Texas Day Brazil in Cleveland. Um, maybe it was just because the first time I ever been to one, and it just seemed amazing. But it was just again, everybody in there was like suits and ties, which is super weird. Um, I went with two of my kids, my two oldest, I went with my oldest, who is my, uh, my daughter. She absolutely crushed a bunch of meat and stuff, which was, there was something else that she really liked. I forgot what it was. I think it was, they, they had something else that was there. It's like some kind of rolls or some kind of bread or something that came breaking up, but it was, it was amazing. And I'm trying to stay away from it, but it was super good. But then the other hilarious thing about it was my son was very young and, um, Sometimes little kids, they get tired and they want to pass out. I felt bad, like I, I couldn't not bring them, so I brought them along. 
and uh, he started to pass out in his chair and he just would not, he could not sit up. Like he was just going to fall out. So I had to like hold him and I couldn't eat my steak and hold. So what I ended up doing is I placed him on my lap facing toward me. So I was wearing him like a reverse backpack and then trying to eat a steak again at this super fancy place with like all the lights are down and everything and everyone's wearing suits and ties. And I've got like, you know, I'm kind of dressed sort of nice and my daughter's there. And then I got my son just draped on me like a monkey as I'm trying to like hold him, but also cut some steak and like keep waving the guy over like, dude, more just like keep coming. By the way, the other cool thing about the Brazilian steakhouses for all three places, these guys, they get it, man. And I think they really like it when you get customers like me who are like, no, just please don't ever stop feeding me food. The, the place down in Sarasota, we basically told him like, we're just keep bringing us meat. And he's like, all right, man. And you would think at places like this, they're trying to, you know, give him a little slice and then disappear for a while, make him feel kind of full and what. Nope. He was just like, he'd run back, grab some more meat, come over, just start carving. Like his goal was to hurt us. And, um, and he did. And we appreciated that. But they all seem to really appreciate those guests that come in that are like, I just want to eat the most amount of meat possible. And they're just like, heck yeah, dude, let's do this. Me and you were doing this together. And then they kind of give you a look of disapproval when you start cutting back. Like, what's up, man? We just getting started. You can't, I'm, you, you can turn me down now? Like, Fine, give me a little bit more. So uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. All right, I think this is the last caller of the day. Let's see. All right, man. Um, what are your thoughts on, well, I, I know what your thoughts are on, uh, Boca burgers, soy uh-huh. rizzo, black bean burgers, plant-based impossible whoppers, yep. or some variation thereof. I know what your thoughts are. Yes, you do. Anywho, the sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin with cheese, without, with egg, without, that's fine. Either way, yep. however it goes, got to have strawberry jelly on it. So Wait a minute. If you haven't tried it, Wait a minute. try it. You'll thank me. Uh, I'm blowing my mind here a little bit. Now, now I feel like I have to go to McDonald's real quick. Sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin with cheese, without the egg, without that whatever. Either way is fine, but you have to put strawberry jelly on it. Huh. All right. I'll keep that one tucked away in the back of my brains. Um, in other news, it looks like I got kicked out and blocked oh, by that no. Bears fan group I was trolling last week. Man. I thought most of those guys could take a joke, but I guess not everyone can. All right, man. You keep listening. I'll keep talking. Go, Pat, go. All right, John. Well, you know what you got to do, man. You just got to join more groups. There's got to be 50 Bears groups out there, um, probably 50 Vikings groups, maybe Two and a half, three Lions groups. Um, you're you're doing very important work for all of us, and we need you. We're counting on you. See if you can slide in. You might have to even create some kind of a burner account, which they might they might kind of pick that out. But you know, it's worth a shot. Just put a, a picture of like a Bears thing in there, just so you can kind of linger and lurk for a while. It's up to you. You can you'll figure out how to do it. But um, appreciate all the work. Appreciate all the calls. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.